Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Did you know there's a few different ways you can support us? We have a really cool Patreon page that has some great perks for contributing. Also, we have four sweet shirt designs currently up on our Store Envy page. Both links will be in the description below. And no matter how you choose to support us, we are so grateful to have you on board. Enjoy the show. What is up, Hulkamaniacs? Welcome back to another brand new edition of Big Boys and Body Slams. My name is Zach. Over here we have Luke. My name is Luke and not Zach. Hello. Do we just get a Zach impression? Yeah, I think we did. That was the first like non-wrestling impersonation Luke's done. Well, this is meta. We just became. I like that. Yeah. I like that. that and, cool. and we have Kyle. Hi. Kyle, we, uh, can you do a Zach impression, please? Hi, my name is Zach. That's fucked up. Do I really sound like that? <laughs> no. Wow. I, I didn't know what to do. Jeez. So you just did Squidward, huh? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's see how it is. So we sold one shirt. Woo! Uh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Oh, and am I there? Okay. Yeah, you're good. Hold on. How'd your Thanksgiving go, boys? Oh, Thanksgiving was was. Let's was, talk about life, man. Jesus. Thanksgiving was great. You know, uh, hooked up with the in-laws and went over. Um, and what did you? Had some turkey. I mean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't worry. It was a crazy, spicy. It was a crazy weekend. No, went to the in-laws' house, I should say, mm-hmm. and uh, had some turkey, watched some football. How about you guys? How was Thanksgiving? Dude, I had two Thanksgivings. I had one on Thursday, and then my family did one on Saturday for scheduling reasons. Okay, so I got hella leftovers. It's the only way to do it, man. Mm, pumpkin pie. Kyle, how was Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good, and then I got a Nintendo Switch. Black Friday. Yep. Out of boy. Walmart came in clutch. That's right. That's right. You Sponsor gotta, us, you Walmart. Get that switch. Yeah. Sponsor us, Nintendo slash Walmart. Uh, uh, other good news this week. We actually sold a shirt. We so. so, we're the the cold streak is over. Snapped. We have sold a shirt. Thank you to Kitten Russell. Yes, thank you. Oh, we love you, Kitten. We're very happy. And again, hey, uh, you know, if you feel so inclined, we do have merch available. We the bumpers at the beginning of every show, but we do have merch available at Big Boys Body Slams dot com check it out I, I, i've been slacking we need to get some more designs up there uh, i think there was a smackdown request one yeah uh, the old smackdown logo yep i should whip something together but there will be i promise there will be more designs we're not going to stick with these four forever we'll, we'll get some new ones up uh, if you wanted to do that and i think it's time to probably just throw the patreon bug out there again yeah uh, again yeah. it is there in the beginning of every episode but check out that freaking patreon guys it's 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 real cool, and potentially it could be some more work for us if, yeah. uh, if it support picks up. Support the but. homies, and then, I mean, we still got that $8 uh, ladder, right, that would means we'd have to provide some extra content. That's right, extra content, uh, an, mm-hmm. uh, an extra show a month. Uh, so if you guys want to hear more of our stupid voices, contribute to our stupid Patreon. Well, it's, it's lovely, actually. It is lovely. And you can find us on Google Play. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Yep. SoundCloud. Yep. Not Spotify. Yep. Uh, YouTube still got to catch up on there. But our Survivor Series episode last week is up for you to watch for your viewing pleasure on YouTube. I do apologize for the audio quality. Uh, we are a very small team of people, and we had nobody to monitor the camera side of the audio, and so we were clipping it's Zach's a little fault. bit. It's my fault. Uh, yep. I, I totally. It's de- definitely my fault. I'm mm-hmm. the guy running the board, so mm-hmm. it's my fault. Um, we anyways, you, we are Big Boys and Body Slams, and we are here to wrap up our first ever Survivor Series month. Uh, what with a month Survivor Series 2003. This was a good time in wrestling. This oh was my a good time God. in wrestling. I think it's kind of overshadowed. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I think I think the reign of terror kind of takes away from it because Triple H was on top and everybody was so sick of Triple H. But I think there was a lot of guys that are in their prime at this time that... Eddie. 
Eddie, Benoit, Benoit Angle, Angle, Brock, yeah, uh, Jericho, Christian, mm. Mm. Shawn Michaels, Rob Van Dam, <sighs> Booker T. This this is probably with the exception of uh, the company as a whole today, including NXT and, and all the uh, other shows and programs that they have. This this was probably the time when the roster was the most stacked it had ever been. Um, is, that, is that fair to say? I think that, that's yeah, sort I, of. I think it might not be the most stacked it's ever been because you got to remember there was a time when The Rock, Austin, Goldberg, or not Goldberg, Hogan, all those guys were together, kind of like in WrestleMania 19. Because you know Austin's not really wrestling here, he's he's just an authority figure, and yeah. Hogan and The Rock are both gone. Well, but then, uh, but then you get the guys like Goldberg. I also think that Zach was generalizing the time period. He wasn't just saying like yeah, this kind specific of just, instance. Yeah, kind of, kind of just the the 2002 to 2003. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Moment. Yeah. Uh, and that was on that was on display here, I think, as well. This is Survivor Series 2003, of course. Um, uh, only two survi- two uh, actual Survivor Series rules matches on this card. But both were really uh, good. Both were very good. Yes. Um, should we get into it? Yes. Let's We've do kept it. our listeners waiting. So right off the bat, uh, I thought this was a pretty cool video package to open. Uh, Survive. Yeah, really epic. A lot of the video packages were pretty, like, had an epic feel to them, and this one was no exception. I thought it was very well done, but again, I sound like a broken record when I'm talking about these WWE video packages because they're always, particularly from this era on and even into today, they're always great. You know what really no sounded exception. like a broken record? What? Um, the fifty fucking times that he said "survive." What? It's Survivor Series. I, I don't know, nah, but I don't know if you really noticed. I should have taken count survive. because it was we a lot. Counted. We should have counted. But I do love that uh, deep voice. And now WWF presented by Stacker Two. Like I love that little. Hey, is Stacker Two still around? Yes, actually, Sven. What about posted, lugs? Sven posted a picture of Stacker Two. So they're, the they're still going. Fan, yeah. All right. Um, and then right after that video package, we open up with uh, the Doctor of Thugonomics. John Cena makes his way out to the ring, and we get a John Cena freestyle. Word life. This is basic thugonomics. <laughs> basic thugonomics. Word life. All right. Thanks, Luke. His rap was really good. Oh, his, uh, do you have match. some of the? Do you think I you got guys some, some of the lines I got some down? of it. Can you, can you please say it by in the way, pentameter like John Cena? But okay, said? okay. By the way, um, I would like to mention John Cena's in a, a Joe Broad, Broadway Joe Namath jersey. That he so, is. Yes, he used to wear jerseys of every town yeah, he was in. Every single one. Yep. And they're in a packed house in Dallas. By the way. Also, before we get going with this, this yep. John Cena was the best John Cena. The <laughs> okay. I didn't get. This <laughs> okay, was the okay. best. This was, sorry. I was just reading some of the just, lines. Just, yeah, just I was just ignore, reading some of the lines. No, my this comment. was easily the best John Cena. Zach, please weigh in on that. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so okay. okay. Doctor Thugonomics was awesome. I agree. It was great. The chain gang. Yeah, you're probably right. The fu. It's, he he still, still got he was that. Definitely still called the fu in in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's still got the fu. It's just called the AA, the AA now. now. Yeah. I just think some of the stuff he was doing before he left the most most recently, like his run with AJ Styles. I thought that was some of his best work by far that we've seen. Okay, the, what he's been doing lately, putting over people, has been tremendous, and he's like the elder statesman. But the character here. But yes, his the this character gimmick, here this was, gimmick yeah. fucking oh, ruled. Yeah, definitely, hands down. Okay, hands down. ready? Yeah. Ready? I didn't it. get the first part of this, but uh, <laughs> the one that struck with me is, I came through the curtain like a fetus. The rest are just after birth. And that was, that was uh, very so, vivid. So, uh, <laughs> my wife heard that line. She was like, I don't know, off doing something, and she heard that line, and she looked at me, and she said, did he just rap about a fetus? I'm like, hey, man, it was John Cena in 2003, you know? He also he also referred to Nathan Jones as Nate, and whenever we bring up Nathan Jones now, he will now oh, be he's Nate, Nate Jones. He's Nate. So the, the second one uh, that I actually got the full, the full amount, Big Show, 
Don't think I forgot about you, homie. He's a giant. Well, I'm a giant whistle, so go ahead and blow me. And that's, then he that's what the he mic. closed with, right? Yeah, he dropped the mic. You, I think my favorite favorite part of the rap was, I don't need no freaking stable. I'll trade all my partners in for a one-night stand with Sable. I, uh, <laughs> yes. I thought that was funny since Brock was on the other team. Yes, it was nice. Were they together then? I don't know. I don't think her and Mara were together, so they had to have been, because I think that's what broke them up. Yeah, it must have been. That, that might have been why that was written in there. Oh, yeah, just so he could get his ass whipped by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to put him in um, danger. So that does lead directly into our first match, which is going to be Team Angle, which is Kurt Angle, John Cena, Chris Benoit, Hardcore Holly, and Bradshaw. I'm going to say that again. Kurt Angle, John Cena, Chris Benoit, Hardcore Holly, and Bradshaw. What a motley crew. What a team. A bunch of legends. Yeah. Yes. But this is tweener Bradshaw, where he's like got the JBL hair, the short hair, yeah. blonde hair, and well, he's got that APA outfit on still. So... Farouk was supposed to be part of this team. Uh, the announcers talked about that, and I think Big Show and Lesnar attacked Farouk backstage. Yep. yep. And uh, that's why John Cena is the fifth man of this team. Yep. So that's kind of the story, I guess. Of four so, so the angle. APA was still around here, but Farouk just got beat up. Also, one thing I'm, a really big common theme I'm noticing here is uh, they're sure to mention as Hardcore Holly's coming out that Lesnar broke his neck. Like the remember remember that big bot? Yeah, this was Holly's first match back. Yeah, since the broken neck. What the fuck is up with WWE? And it's like, oh, broken neck. We're gonna make a storyline out of this shit. Ready go? It's just natural. I think it's easy to to do because it's real life, and, and it gives Holly a big feud to come back to. Exactly. And um, and then again, uh, that Team Angle versus Team Lesnar, which is Brock Lesnar, <laughs> the Big Show, the A Train, Nathan Jones. I'm having WrestleMania 19 flashbacks here. Matt Morgan, the one the one ton team. That's right. That's what they're being built. Taz, as. Taz so, kept calling them the one-ton team. By the way, this was Nate Jones's. This is uh, thanks to Walk Culture. By the way, got to give credit where it's due. This is Nate Jones's only, only actual pay-per-view, pay-per-view match. match. Yep. And he was gone three weeks later, mid-tour in his home country, Australia. Yeah, because yeah. because he got mad or got well, sad. He was, and and he was sick of the the constant dates. He just wasn't. Wasn't that was one the, of them. We might be seeing that now. Uh, anyways, so right off the bat, Hardcore Holly meets Lesnar at the entrance at the at the ringside area and just beats on him, beats, beats him down, fuck out of him. Really gives him gives him the what for. And before the bell even rings, we get uh, Hardcore Holly being eliminated from the match for his excessive uh, pre-bell violence. So I like that though. Thanks for coming, Hardcore. I also Holly. I also like that Benoit and Angle both tried to break it up. It was smart. It wasn't just yeah they weren't gonna let him just they're they're, they're like stop and he Sorry. just kept going. Yeah, no, I, it it was smart booking where it, you know it, it was, they could see the writing on the walls. Quit. They knew they knew what was going to happen, and you know do what you can and to. Part of, part of me thinks this Holly got eliminated so quick was because he just got back from the neck injury, and they prop he might not have been ready to go yet. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Two more things before we move on uh, that were pre hardcore Holly getting DQ'd. Um, <laughs> while Matt Morgan was coming out, Michael Cole just says we don't know a hell of a lot about Matt Morgan. And that was really what stuck with me. It was like, no, neither neither do the fans, and that's why he sucked. <laughs> also, he had fucking tinfoil silver tights. He looked ridiculous. In those, these were ugly tights. Yeah, he um, was blinding everyone in the front row for sure. Yeah, so Kyle's favorite, Matt Morgan, is in I this like match. Matt Morgan. Um, also, Big Show was Peak Drunk Uncle with the U.S. title. Oh, that U.S. title looked like a toy, like yeah. a toy you'd get from Walmart on, mm-hmm. on his shoulder, which I think even Taz mentioned as he was coming down. Uh, so eventually, uh, the match does get started. And again, if you were looking for any indication as to how talented this roster is, there are four people in this match. In the, four people in this match mm-hmm. that are on our best of all time list that you can vote on right now at facebook.com slash bigboysandbodyslams and at BBNBS podcast. Uh, four of who we chose as the best 32 are in this one match. 
that's just indicative of how talented this roster was at this time. And also, there's six former world champions in this match. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And uh, so, yeah, I noticed that something I noticed earlier on in the match was, man, there is a, a boatload of talent. So, Holly's gone. Uh, he is not part of the 32-man uh, Best in the World tournament, and he's also not part of the Survivor Series match for very long because he gets the boot, and the bell does eventually ring. Bradshaw and the A-Train start off. It's a clothesline, and uh, pretty much right off the bat, and A-Train is gone. Uh, Bradshaw looked very good here clothesline uh, from hell he was yeah, the clothesline from hell specifically he was in shape he looked great he was working quick he didn't get to do much in this match well i think he was we'll getting get ready for his big push yeah i think i think you can kind of see which that. surprisingly he got less in shape during yeah but whatever uh but this might have been the best i've seen kind of bradshaw just look and 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 feel maybe to me in a, in a, in a, in a while. So that was fun to see. Uh, but the A-Train a- a- train is gone right away. Big Show comes in and chokes them to JBL and he's gone. Uh, so right off the bat, there's three eliminations in the first uh, three minutes of this match, if that. Well, I think the preface, the the Big Show choke slam the Bradshaw, he went for another clothesline from hell. To, oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nathan Jones kicked him in the back, and then and Big then Show choke slammed him. Window, yeah. Nate. Yeah, Nate, Nate Jones. Jo- Nate Jones. Nate Jones got involved. Uh, so now Cena and Lesnar are in here. Uh, Cena tries for a shoulder tackle a couple times, can't get it, eventually just goes and takes out the knees with a kind of like a dive. There's some corner strikes, and there's a roll-up for a near fall, and then again for John Cena. So two roll-up near falls for Cena. And then Matt Morgan comes in. He misses a leg drop. There's a sidewalk slam to Cena after that. And then Nate Jones comes, Nate Jones comes in. There's some knee strikes and a scoop slam and he tags lesnar back in that's cena's, nate jones for you yeah cena's getting beat up in the corner here pretty good by uh team lesnar a lot of um kind of heel tactics being employed by team lesnar throughout this match where they're doing uh, actually working pretty well as a as a unit surprisingly uh when they're cohesive yeah they're very much doing a lot of tag team moves they're working over john cena they 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 really did a good job of as far as uh tag team wrestling goes of keeping john and their half of the ring i thought uh, whereas usually some of these Survivor Series matches are just like a mishmash of guys. I thought one thing that was booked very well was John Cena trying to hit the FU on Big Show, and he couldn't lift him. Yeah, yeah, that happened yes. right around here. I, and I, I think towards the end, I mean, that set it up good for the ending. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. Which we'll get into that in a in a uh, moment. Uh, yeah, so Nate Jones is going to get his knee strikes in and a scoop slam. They beat up Cena in the corner for a while. Lesnar's the legal man. Eventually, Benoit does get tagged in. Uh, some huge chops here to Lesnar. Uh, just the classic Benoit chops. And there's a snap suplex. And then uh, he was so fucking Lesnar uh, chokes up Benoit on the top rope. And there's a clothesline. And the Big Show comes in. Gorilla presses Benoit. Uh, and then he goes for a choke slam. But Chris Benoit counters it into a cripple crossface. Uh, Lesnar comes in and breaks it up, though. And then the Big Show sinks in an abdominal stretch on Benoit, who is selling this like he's ah! like he's on fire. He is screaming. It's basically just a Ken Shamrock scream <laughs> yeah, on loop. He is screaming on doing this abdominal stretch. And on this abdominal stretch, too. He's reaching his hand back. Yeah, like he's trying. He's, he's, and he's, he's grabbing, grabbing the rope. He's grabbing hands Nate. With Nate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I thought he was grabbing the rope, but you're right. He held hands Yeah, he was Nate grabbing Jones. Nate. So, again, more of the heel tactics Cute. on uh, display there. But, I mean, if, if you're going to have a spot like this in a match, I think Benoit uh, made it as... Uh, uh, as interesting as he possibly could have. Right. Uh, yeah, because the, the way he was just screaming through that, I, I, I enjoyed. And there's a standing leg drop for the a leg drop for the big show. Apparently, Excuse this me. is a move he was doing. It's the final cut. The final cut. I knew it had a name, but I couldn't yes. recall and it. It's, and get it, because he's the big show. No, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, oh, and God. that is a near fall, which big show cannot believe, because that usually puts people away. But Benoit is a tough one. Uh, so then Benoit gets beat up outside for a while, and then there's a brawl, kind of a, 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 a scuffle starts outside. Uh, eventually, back inside the ring, Matt Morgan comes in. Uh, some more uh, kind of just cheating moves here. Uh 
as Benoit just keeps he's Benoit was in for a while here again at this point and then eventually um, Benoit takes Morgan down and then Kurt Angle comes in uh, hot tag hot tag hot tag there is the uh, German chain the three times German suplex uh, and then one to Lesnar as well Angle is on fire at this point he's taking everyone out he looks great and then he hits an Angle slam and Matt Morgan sorry Kyle is out of the match that's all right also, i like angle more i do want to say here that nate jones came in like he was supposed to do a fake save like he wasn't supposed to make it in time yeah yeah but he got his ass in the ring too quick and he screwed up the fake save and so like he had to just like stutter step that's right and then that's jump right. plate that's right yeah he and then it all broke sucked. down right before that though and john cena took out the uh team lesnar so angle could get that pin yep yep that's right um a lot yeah, of, cena, a lot of was old kind school of, cena yeah. cena work well, yeah, and Cena was kind of uh, the... It's a doctor, baby. I don't want to say the heel amongst faces, but he was kind of the black sheep of this team. Well, yeah, he definitely was because there was a lot of... I remember the storyline, Benoit trusting Cena yeah. going into it because when Farouk got hurt, Kurt Angle had to pick the new partner. Kurt Angle wouldn't pick John Cena, and Benoit and Holly and Bradshaw didn't really like it. Also, hey, this was like smack dab in the middle of Cena's push, and he was this is coming the beginning around. of the push. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Sorry, not in the middle. Yeah, but yeah, this is where he flipped, and he was making the turn to yeah. face. Because right. and then a few short months later, he would win the U.S. title at WrestleMania 20. Correct against the against, big against the, well, well, the big show. Uh, so yeah, Matt Morgan is gone, and then Jones comes in. He gets hit by Big Show on a clothesline. They were kind of trying to hold uh, Angle up, and Angle moved out of the way at the last second. And uh, Nate, Nate got those silly laid guys, out. those silly heels trying to be heels. Uh, and then Jones taps to the ankle lock, and <laughs> see you, Nate Jones. Rip, never again. Yeah, no, literally. Uh, and then Lesnar comes in and kind of unceremoniously hits an F5 on The two, F5 connects! He, which Cole did say, by the way. Yes, he did. Uh, or a variation of it, at the very least. And uh, just like that, Kurt Angle, the captain of the team, is gone. And the fans were not pleased about that. So now we got John Cena and Chris Benoit against the Big Show and Brock Lesnar. That's right. Uh, Benoit comes in. There's some strikes to Brock. A stiff elbow to Benoit. And then uh, goes for the F5. Counters it again into the crossface. Uh, just much like he did with the Big Show earlier. Uh... Lesnar gets a roll-up, counters it into a roll-up for a near fall, um, and then Benoit goes back to the crossface, and surprisingly enough, Brock Lesnar taps out here. Taps the... And he is out of this match. Uh, I was very surprised by that. I thought Lesnar was going to be the last guy. I did too, for sure. And uh, no, he taps out to the crippled crossface. Well, I really thought Kurt and Brock were going to be the last two guys in this match, so I was kind of... But this could have been when Kurt was hurt. You know, when Kurt was... Um, he was dealing through it. He was still working on his... I'm he would raising take, my hand here. He would take three months off after this, correct? What yes. culture reported uh, that he had fractures... What was it? Oh, sorry. Bone chips in his neck. Yeah, I'm an unprofessional. My bad. He had bone chips in his neck during this match because, of course, he fucking did. <laughs> they, they were always just... Like, all of 2003, it was just broken neck. Well, yeah, well, Kurt was barely in the match. He looked great yeah. while but he was he, in it, though. Yeah. As hey, always. By the way, what a tap chant... Did you guys? Oh yeah! Remember that pop? Yeah. yeah. The whole crowd is just going nuts, and it, when it was actually shades of this year's Survivor Series with right. uh, a very similar maneuver being put uh, the yes lock on him this year. So it was kind of fun to see that. Uh, yeah. The, the, the little guy putting the lock on. Yep. yep. And then Big after Brock. he tapped, they they were like, "You tapped out." Yeah. The you tapped you out tapped chant out. was it was, was awesome. and, and that will come into play later on in the show yeah. too. Yes, it will. Um, so now Big Show's alone against Benoit and John Cena. Uh, there's a top rope shoulder block 
uh, by Benoit, and then Cena gets tagged in, kind of on a sneaky tag where Big Show didn't see it, and he hits Show with the chain while the referee is distracted by Benoit, kind of trying to get him back into the corner. Big uh, John Cena gets the chain, hits the Big Show, throws the chain down, does get him up this time, hits the, nice. the FU, and gets the pinfall, and uh, Benoit and Cena are the survivors for Team Angle, and they win the match. Overall, um, man, I I thought this was a very solid match. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of good action in here. Great way to kick off the show. The crowd was super hot for everything. Um, I actually gave it three stars. I gave it three and a quarter, actually, because I thought it was a very hot opener. I thought you got a lot of good stars in it. There's two big pushes that are coming out of this match in Bradshaw and John Cena that you will see in the next couple of years. And then the last thing was Brock Lesnar looked amazing. He, I, w- I wish he would still wrestle like this. He did look amazing. However, I will say there was times where it was like, God, he is not selling worth a damn. Like he would, uh, he would have clotheslines come his way that he would just like shirk off that wouldn't land clean. I, I don't know. There was just a few weird connection botches that just are normally really smooth. I feel like that was kind of the mo back then for him, though. Yeah, that was kind of Lesnar's uh, Lesnar's thing. Lesnar's I guess. Thing. I guess there's a difference though between to me there was a difference between no selling and to just not making him look clean. I agree, though. I agree. It, it was just kind of. I think it was kind of always a black mark on his on his work. I think this. I think the saddest thing is that Lesnar left so early and Angle got hurt because I think those two could have been the next great rivalry. They already had a great rivalry, but yeah, they left I, a lot on the they table. They left a lot on the table. They could have been the next Rock scene or Rock and Austin feud. Like, so, I um we didn't mention this, but this is actually the first show that. None of us have watched the pay-per-view together. That's right. Um, so we all, we all watch them at home individually. So I think that our opinions are going to be a lot more varied, maybe. I'm excited yeah. to kind of see that. So anyway, this is kind of why I feel kind of weird now. Because I actually, I don't know if I was just super hot for this match or what. I gave it three and three quarters, man. All right. I, it was really good. I loved this match. And when you look at it on paper, it's like, good God, that Titan team for Brock Le- for Team Lesnar looked like it was going to be bad. But it all worked out, and it was it. I was ready to go after this match. Well, the th- right the three workers on the Lesnar team that weren't really the best in A Train, Matt Morgan, and they Nathan Jones. Well. Nate Jones, they they booked them very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A Train was eliminated without really any offense. But I always kind of thought A Train was a little underrated. I I was just about to say I don't want to discredit A Train because I what, thought he could he could go. But but. When he was A-Train, I didn't think he was the best. Like, when he came back as Tensai, yeah. I actually thought he was a lot they better. They just never knew what to do with him, man. Yeah. And Tensai could have been a good gimmick if they would have just stuck Not with made it. him dance. Yes, <laughs> I, exactly that. Um, I will say that chain shot and that FU, like, that got me popping, you know, yeah, 15 yeah. years later. Oh, the crowd was so into Also, God damn, Benoit's good. Benoit was the... I he mean... Was, man, I... I I, I I feel like every Benoit match I watch, it's just like it makes me shake my head. I'm just like, yeah. damn it, he was he, so he was, good. You, you have you have two different voices in your head when you watch a Benoit yes. match. You're yes. like, that's a, the perfect way to put you're it. You're like Benoit, the character was like the best. Benoit and, the wrestler. Yeah, Benoit the wrestler behind Bret Hart and Kurt Angle might be the mm-hmm. the best overall Tech. talent, you know. But then you think about what he did, and you're like. Yeah. It's, it hard takes, wa- it takes it's hard. It's hard to watch it. So a hard. Benoit match. I agree. I agree. But um, yeah, it was a very good match. I think on all three of our. Games. And I think one more thing on the Benoit thing is yeah. I really want to do WrestleMania twenty. I do too. Yes, that's one of my favorite and, shows yes. of all time. And that one is going to be very hard. Well, in this, yes, it will. That's his moment. But, but the good thing is this: this pay per view kind of sets the table for us to do that. So yeah, for for real. Yeah, I'd like to. Maybe WrestleMania season rolls around. We'll uh, have that mm-hmm. in the back. Then we get a little bit of father son drama in the back. Yeah. Uh, so actually, first post match, it is worth noting that. Uh, 
Benoit and um, Cena do shake hands here. Um, and another thing from what culture, apparently on the Go Home show, Cena fu'd Chris Benoit, and they just decided to edit that oh, part really? out. Yeah, they okay. edited they edited that out wow. of the broadcast once they realized how mad the crowd was at it. Oh, interesting. Really? Okay. I didn't know that. Well, what culture is coming through with some factoids? Oh, thank tonight. you. Thank you, what culture? Thank you. Thank you, you Luke, for doing some research. Yeah. So uh, as yeah, Kyle no was problem, mentioning man. backstage, we do get a, a, a um, and I and okay so. Step back for a second. I, I'm going to say it right ahead of time. There's something about the way this was shot and paced and directed. This was I thought it was one of the best backstage segments I've seen in a really? pay-per-view ever. What? And there wasn't much that happened, but there was enough subtle things that... So, so basically what happened was you follow Vince into Shane McMahon's dressing room. And uh, they have a little conversation about how, you know, they're both going through this big uh, trial tonight, how it's how ironic that a father and son are facing two brothers and it's almost spiritual and Vince is being over the top because he's very much, uh, this is around the time when he was calling on God for, uh, yeah. for his, uh, his higher power. Yeah. And so he was, he was doing that. And then Shane says, you know, the only person that uh, I'm sorry for is you or something like that. Yes. And then the camera follows Vince out of the office and then right on cue, Steve Austin comes in. Walks around the corner. Yeah. And they have this stare-off, this hilarious stare-off where uh, Stone Cold's doing is kind of like his, like, <laughs> like his Texan laughing thing. And then Vince does it. And then Austin does it. And then he just shuts it off. And he goes straight-faced. Yeah, he does that perfect. And then he just walks away. Uh, there's just something about the way it was presented that it just was so well done. And it was so well-paced. I just loved it. I thought well, it's it, just so much with le- it's like less is more. Exactly. And you don't see like these like like tracking shots anymore in WWE. Everything's static. Everything's still. Everything's in front of obvious. like a, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so to see something Green that was dynamic, stuff. there were several camera moves well, and uh, the performances were great. I don't know. I loved this well, stage as, segment. Uh, I'm going to trust you on that. I think that Kyle and I don't know necessarily to look for that because cinematography is really your shit. But, True. But I mean, now that you mention it, yeah, it was very unique. And I felt I felt kind of weird. I was like, this does seem different. Yeah, so. it well, was very just well laid out. I kind of felt like it was foreshadowing Austin. Yes. Um, Meeting up with his biggest, That's a really good biggest point, foe actually, before... Yeah before you know we'll get one, to what one happens last but face but off. one last face off mm-hmm. which i mean really good we of course get other face offs later on but at the in the moment though. but in the moment it was like okay this is the fi- this might be the final time these two lock eyes yep mm-hmm. um and after that we get to the women's championship match which is lita versus molly holly who is the champion and this is for the title so there's a collar and elbow tie up to start uh and then there's a hip lock takeover for a lita near fall and then they brawl outside for a little while then um lita rolls molly back into the ring for another near fall uh, there's a suplex to molly and then lita gets thrown outside after a head scissors kind of gets countered and she gets pushed over the top uh and then um, lita gets sent to the barricade outside back into the ring for another near fall for molly this time there's a swinging neck breaker for a near fall and then into a rear chin lock for molly um, and this a kind of a seated dragon sleeper for a very short time to Lita. Uh, she finally breaks free, and then Molly gets her to the corner, hits a nice backflip handspring elbow into the corner to Lita. Uh, Lita goes up top. She goes for a crossbody for a near fall, and there's a corner clotheslined. Uh, some really bad-looking corner strikes by Lita, where she's up on the top, and she's doing these, like, wide strikes. Was that the crossbody? Was that the one when she skinned the cat up to the turnbuckle? Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, she kind of did a skin the cat thing to get up top on that crossbody. That was the best part of this match. That literally was the best part of this match. so yeah, so the there after that after those those terrible corner strikes as a roll up for a lead a near fall at that point. Uh, then there's a sidewalk slam for Molly Holly for a near fall, and then um, Molly's up in the corner. Lita comes up, power bombs her out of the corner for a near fall, uh, and then there's a leg sweep to lead by Lita. She goes up top, she misses for the lead assault, and then Molly goes up top, hits the Molly go round, which is like a seated a 
seated descent on front flip essentially for a near fall. What did that? Go. What did you call that a leg drop? Yeah, yeah. In the last sorry, few leg, episodes, uh, leg drop. Uh, <laughs> And nice correction. Uh, so that is her finisher, by the way, and it does get a near fall. So she starts throwing a temper tantrum over that. Um, and there's a roll up near fall right after that. After uh, Holly removes the turnbuckle, she gets she removes the middle turnbuckle in the corner. She gets rolled up for a near fall at that point, and then uh, Lita gets pushed into the exposed turnbuckle, and that is the end of the match. Which, Molly Holly wins. Which, by the way, Little Nate watched all this shit happen and doesn't say a word. <laughs> it, was, it was a different time. I'll, I'll just tell you what I was playing WWE 2K19, the new one, uh-huh. and. I took off the turnbuckle, and the ref went and put it back on. And I think that's what Little Nate should have probably done here. Yeah, probably. <laughs> nice, um, dude. So, uh, overall, I I know that these are, at the time, these were two of the best workers uh, in the women's division in the WWE. And there's something was missing from this match. And as Kyle mentioned earlier, this was uh, Lita's first match back, uh, we were talking earlier, from neck surgery. A year and a half um, is what they said the really? neck yeah. surgery was. Yeah, and, and I almost think that it was too soon because she just yeah. didn't look yep. like Lita. Mm-hmm. And, th- and Lita's, was... Lita's probably my favorite diva of all time or women's wrestler of all time. Hmm. And ah, this this was match good. was this the epitome of flat. The audience couldn't have cared less. Uh, these ladies are as talented as they were. Had had no chemistry with each other. I give it one point two stars. Um, wow. I gave it one point seven five, mm-hmm. so one and three quarters. Um. Because I didn't think it was as bad as you said, because I've seen a lot worse. Yeah, that's fair. But it wasn't good, and it wasn't. It was below average, especially for the talent involved. I guess I should say um, it's not that this was there. There was no like real botches or anything. Like this wasn't it terrible. Just never got out of first gear. It just, exactly, and I kind Ooh. of expected more from the. When I see on the card, oh Molly Holly and Lita, that should be a pretty decent match. I agree. To get what we got, it just kind of fell far below my expectations. Luke, what did you think? You know what. I don't know if I was just fired up for this fucking pay-per-view or what, but um, I originally had it at two and a half, actually, and maybe I should bring it down a no, little bit. No, but, no, hey, whatever, but, whatever but, you want to go But my with. explanation for this is um, I'm kind of grading it on a scale for where women's wrestling was at at the time, which I think I've which done. Which makes sense. I've done a few times before, and, what, and like we said, these are, these are two of the best workers in the business at the time. Um, I forgot... I, I feel like they made Molly look pretty tough because Lita got a ton of offense in. Like, Lita was whooping her ass there for a while. And then Molly was able to, you know, cheat and, and win and get that good heel win. I also forgot about the Molly go round, which is a very dope mood. It is cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot of unorthodox moves and submissions. There was, like, dragon sleepers and just crazy mo- I mean, there was power bombs off the top rope, which you don't see in women's wrestling. So, I don't know. I gave it two and a half. Okay. I might bring that down to two and a quarter. but um, You do you, man. Uh, I would say <laughs> there was there was a line where Molly Holly was coming out, which she's a heel at this point, obviously. Um, but Jim Ross says, Molly is a two-time women's champion. And then Lawler responds, did you just call her a two-timer? And uh, <laughs> JR says, no, um, but I don't know if Molly has ever been a one-timer. That means that she he, he's saying she's a virgin, Kyle. No, th- I was going to ask you. If you'd say the other line from that match from Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, Jerry had like a creepy oh, the old mouth man one? line. The mouth one? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, the creepy thong one. Did you, I, did you catch that? I didn't. He said oh, a I line. thought it was Luke that had that. No, he said, he, I noticed that he said something about how, uh, I was only half listening to the commentary because I'm trying to take notes on all the moves in the match, but right. when Jerry Lawler said this, I was like, wait, what did he just say? And he said something about how, uh, man, sometimes Lita's thongs start showing through her shorts. 
I'm like, what the fuck, Jerry Lawler? Yes, that's actually that. the thing. That's actually the thing that she was. <laughs> yeah, but she a, wasn't really doing that on the no, show. No, it was just kind of a creepy thing. He for also Jerry he also say. said that you guys might have missed. He also said that Molly Holly has a really pretty mouth, and 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 Jr. and Jr. was like, a mouth, huh, King? I haven't heard you say that very much. Oh and he's yeah, like, I didn't, I he's like, that. what? You obviously don't know me then. I love puppies, mouths, yeah, all of it. I noticed that. I, I did hear that. Man, uh, yeah. I really love King and Jr. But some when I listen to some of their stuff now, mostly King, I'm cringy. Just, I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. Uh, moving on from that, uh, we get uh, Shane versus Kane in the in an ambulance nice. match. We get uh, the most epic video package. It's doing that it's classic great. like ha 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 <laughs> song, <laughs> and it's like playing through their feud, and it's like you feel like Kane is this hell spawn in this video package. It was very well presented, and I think you got to look back at. Why this feud started was because Kane went crazy and tombstoned Linda, Linda McMahon. McMahon. on the entrance on the ramp. ramp on the ramp. Yes, yeah, and so that was kind of the basis of this whole feud. But this video package was it. It oh. set the tone. You knew what kind of match this was going to be from the video package. I got one more thing. Mm. Yeah, one of my like returns the pro wrestling in this this time of year because I, I kind of after the Attitude Era I kind of weaned myself weaned myself off a little bit and didn't watch it as much. Sure, I remember. The Raw, where Kane tied Shade McMahon up to the, oh, yeah. the post and electrocuted, and his, electrocuted his, his testicles the with the jumper table. And jump-started his fucking ball, <laughs> And they actually showed the clip of that, too. Yeah. The yeah. Package. Well, and they showed other stuff like, um, I mean, this was just a really good feud. Uh, Shane, it was very good. Shane, Shane kicked Kane into a flaming dumpster. Yep. And then he uh, dragged Kane into a limousine, and the limousine was like floored into a tractor trailer. And then, of course, there's Kane jump-starting Shane's nuts. They had a match in Un- at Unforgiven like a month before this or two months before this, and I think that's the one where he threw him into that fire you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, they showed the clip of that in the package. But um, but demented bald Kane, like when he first you know had got burned and took off the the towel, he came out with the towel all the time and everything. Um, I Pound for pound, I think that's the best Kane, man. I I'm, think so, too. Other I'm than, super into this entrance song, too, that he was using. This oh, point. me, too. I wrote that down. But other than um, Dr. Isaac Yankum and the fake Diesel, this might be Kane's best character. I hate you. <laughs> you just <laughs> Let's get into this match. Uh, so this is an ambulance match, which if you aren't aware, uh, is the match where you have to get your opponent into an ambulance, close both of the doors in the back in order to win you don't say. the match. Yeah, I do say. Uh, and so this match starts right off the bat. Shane goes to like... He didn't really close on matter. He kind of. Mm, oh yeah. Before we I'm get so started, sorry, Luke man. has a comment. Luke, I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. When Kane, when Kane enters, his pyro goes. So the ambulance backs out. Oh yeah. The ambulance backs out onto the ramp, and Kane's entrance comes first, and his pyro blasts way too damn close to the ambulance, and then right after it blasts, you can see the ambulance guy like frantically backing up two feet, three feet. That pyro <laughs> almost blew up that ambulance. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that was really funny. I'm glad you remembered to bring that up because that made me laugh out And loud. one more thing. Yeah. I like that Shane didn't really dance around his whole way down here. He yeah, did he his quick little off. dance on yeah, the ra- yeah. And then it was like straight to business. And now take it away. So Thanks. this, I'm just going to get out the right, right off the bat. Uh, if you're expecting a serious match, this is a, this is not what, this is not for you. This is a silly match. It's fun. It's super good fun. It's not really great, but we'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. Uh, so right off the bat, Shane goes, it's not really for a clothesline outside. He kind of, it's like a cross body to get Kane from inside the ring and he knocks him out. But Kane, he th- pretty much dropped Kane on his head <laughs> right yeah. at the beginning, the very beginning of this match. Yeah. And it, I hope you like seeing Kane get head trauma because he got head trauma. <laughs> 
throughout this entire match. He was hurting. Uh, yeah, right off the bat. So Kane gets dropped right in his head to start the match, uh, and they brawl outside for a while. Kane grabs the steel steps, and then Shane hits the steps in Kane's hands with a chair. The reverberation causes the stairs to hit Kane. Which? And then uh, the stairs kind of get caught like on Kane's like head area, and Shane starts hitting the chair under the steps. But you can clearly see it that, his head's not, that his head's not even close that to the steps. No part of the steps were touching That was one part of this match where I was like, Okay, what, what's going on? This is going to hurt Shane more than it's going to hurt Kane. Kevin Dunn needed to get a better angle of that. And yeah, it was pretty stupid, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot of it was the camera angle because it was coming yeah. from behind and where you could clearly see like inches of space on either side <laughs> Half of Kane's Half a foot, head. yeah. Yeah. Um, so Shane does that little moment, and then he clears the announce table, hits Kane right in the head, right in the, right in the top of the head with the monitor, and then he gets up to the top rope. And he elbow drops Kane through the announce table. And that it's a big spot, but I've seen it so many times. Like, it doesn't even, it's just like, eh, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, <laughs> I popped for it. I, I, was, did like, too. I was like, oh I man. Did too. And I think with certain wrestlers, I still get the the mark out. And when Shane McMahon goes for the coast to coast, oh, or yeah. that spot right there, yeah. I, I still get I, crazy. I for feel it. like, so, Zach, to your point, old Shane, when I see, like, when I see him nowadays pull that off, it's like, okay, well, yeah, he's going through the motions, but for whatever reason, when I see young Shane pulling this stuff off, it just looks so much more crisp and just, I mean, I don't know if it looks crisp, but at the same time, it looks reckless, but it just, he's throwing yeah, yeah. his bo- whole body into it, and I popped big yeah, time. Yeah, and so the announce table is gone. Goodbye, Spanish announce table. Uh, so then uh, Shane kind of starts to recover a little bit, and then Kane just sits up like the demon he is, uh, and then Shane at this point starts like 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 uh gesturing to shane gestures to kane like follow me follow me and he like they go out to the crowd <laughs> which and, was pretty fun and then they go into the backstage area and shane's just like keep following me and then shane disappears we're like oh and at this point the, this is the first time the camera fails uh just the feed cuts to black and so they got to send another cameraman running back into the back yeah, yeah. so they get to the other camera feed and he's at a dead sprint going <laughs> yeah, for yeah. going for backstage you can tell he's like oh shit oh shit oh shit <laughs> kevin does just uh, losing his shit yeah the crowd does not like that the video feed cut out but what can you do it's a live production that kind of stuff happens yeah uh, and so shane disappears at this point and kane's kind of looking for him shane appears with a kendo stick does not hold back and just hits the shit out of kane with this kendo i have stick. to say i love that he was chopping at the legs at the end with the kendo stick mm-hmm. because yeah. kane is so much bigger and it makes it believable that the little guy shane is going to hit him in the in the legs yeah. yep, cut him down. so he takes out uh, kane with the kendo hits him in the face a couple times with it too which is not of all the and places the welts my, are like immediate immediate and of all the places on my body i would not want to get hit with a kendo stick i gotta probably go dick and balls and face and the money maker it's like yeah. one two yep. uh and so at this point at this point shane notices something walks towards it and you, you it gets revealed on screen that oh, it's like a ford explorer or like a, an excursion or something yeah he gets into the an suv he gets into the driver's seat of this suv oh the keys just happened to be in there all right it was it was planned you could tell he planned that he, well, he, well and i think i think jr said shane had this all set up yeah, yeah kind, he did he did the kind of which make he, it more believable which it proves later but and so then shane gets in the car and sure enough he hits. He attempts murder on Kane, and he hits Kane with the car. Yeah, he backs up into him, and then Kane goes flying through. There's like a little security, security shack, yeah. yeah. And Kane goes flying through the window pane of this booth, shatters the glass. He's down, and then wouldn't you know, Shane's got a second ambulance on standby. He calls for it. He gets uh, Kane on the gurney, who should be dead, uh, but he makes a miraculous recovery. 
at this point. He gets off the gurney, and then they start to fight a little bit more at this point, and they kind of brawl their way back towards ringside. This is when this is the first time I noticed Shane's attire was disgustingly filthy. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, I don't know what he was rolling was around it? in, but yeah, yeah, he looked because it, it, it started out white. Yeah, when the match started, it was fully Did he hit brown the and dirt it, for the buried alive. I think he uh, no, because he was dirty when they were backstage. Yeah, he must he must have been just rolling around on the the on mat the ground, and the ground, yeah. and mm-hmm. just because it was turned into that like that yellowish brown, you know, that the sheets get after you don't wash them for yeah. long enough. Nice. It looks bad. It, it nice. looks bad. Also, I I just do have to mention. This kind of looks like Braun Strowman. Like Kane yeah, is Kane much. is built kind of like Braun Strowman. Yes, here. yes, he is. I mean, he's just taking everything and just coming back wanting more for sure. Uh, so then Kane's kind of kicking Shane's ass all through the backstage area. They eventually reemerge at the entrance ramp, kind of by where the ambulance is parked. Uh, Shane gets some more offense in, um, but not before he gets sent into the ambulance. If you wanted to know how many different ways an ambulance could be used as a piece of offensive equipment in a wrestling match, this is like your go-to match to watch because they are hitting each other with the ambulance. And then uh, Shane doesn't manage to recover. He gets to the, the back. He opens the door and... Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure he tried to murder Kane again because yes. he hit him full force Square. as hard as he could with this door and Kane is not getting his hands up. No. He gets hit right in the head with this ambulance door. That's a concussion. Smack. That oh, has he, to be a concussion. I, I thought he was out. The fact that none of this like even, it didn't look like it it hardly looked like it. it looked like he was just selling like he didn't get knocked down the fact that he didn't get knocked unconscious is absolutely crazy also um i'm sure he was on dream street for some of this match. <laughs> oh, stars yeah, for sure but I, also you did miss uh this there was a right before that the second camera went out oh that's right Full, fully cementing this fully cementing this as bruce bruce pritchard and kevin dunn's nightmare of a yeah, match yeah, another so. camera goes out again and so every time it happens to the crowd just like instantly turns on the match <laughs> which i thought was pretty funny but yeah so kane that was like probably like the second spot of this match for me was and it was something so little but seeing kane get hit with that ambulance door oh my god was brutal i'm surprised it didn't open him up the, the fact that he didn't bleed I'm this shocked. match is crazy hard uh, way yeah, because he smashed him with that door. Kane does get up. It's a big boot. He does manage to get Shane inside the ambulance. Gets one door closed. Can't get the other closed. Shane fights his way out. And there's a DDT to Kane onto the uh, concrete on the entrance ramp. And then he takes a trash can. And again, more head trauma for Kane. Hits him square in the noggin with this trash can. Hard. Uh, and and then he hits it again. And then he puts like sets up this like large box. And you're like, what is he doing? And Kane's kind of on like some production <laughs> equipment. And then Shane gets on the ambulance and it hits... One of the neatest coast to coasts I've ever right. seen. He's lucky he had that big black box there to break his fall because that's that was, the, yeah that's the reason he had yeah. it. But man, that that was it was super smooth. He hits the coast to coast to Shane. And again, uh, every time Shane breaks out the greatest hits, I mark out a little yes. bit inside. Well, Even yeah. this whenever. is an innovative version of it. Too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I, but you mean to tell me, Zach? You mean to tell me you forgot the part where Shane hardcore parkoured on the goddamn ambulance? Oh, yes. Where he, like, did three steps up it oh, to, yeah, to counter right. Kane and reverse that's it. That's right. When, when, he was, when he was going for that DDT. Yeah. yeah it, and like, it, looked, DDT. it looked like he screwed it up the first yeah. time, so he just did it again. Yeah, he, like, he like bounced off of the ambulance and, like, did, like, a He took, like, three thing. steps. Yeah. He took, like, three steps. Oh, something else that happened earlier, earlier in this match that I didn't say was that Shane totally busted the windshield of the ambulance with his head, too. Oh, yeah. Cracked the hell out of it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm sure I don't know if this was a gimmick like an ambulance that was no longer so. in service it had to have been because otherwise they're paying for that windshield uh, so 
Kane gets in the ambulance. He drags Kane from the coast to coast spot into the ambulance, but again, can't shut the doors. He drags, actually, Kane actually drags Shane into the ambulance. And I don't know what they do in there, but they do something in there for a second. And then Looked they very both, creepy. Yeah, they both end up coming out. Uh, more ambulance-based offense here. People <laughs> throwing each other into ambulances. Uh, Shane's attire is just so filthy, I wrote down here. And it really is. And then there's a tombstone on the concrete. And then Kane gets in, shuts the doors, and uh, is the winner of the match. Uh, so there were some great spots in this match. But I did feel like it also... There's only so much you can do in a match like this. Uh I did think there were some moments when it was just them bouncing each other off of the ambulance and I was like, okay, let's get to the next thing. But those next things did come at a very uh, reasonable pace, I thought. I gave the match 2.5 stars. I thought it was fun. Uh, I'm never going to get the image of Kane getting destroyed with that ambulance door out of my head. Uh, but you, know, you, you mentioned you mentioned the ambulance getting uh, shattered and they have to pay for that. How about all the damn dents, dude? They <laughs> yeah, got they true. got thrown off of every panel of that ambulance. <laughs> that's true. There was a lot of uh, as I said, ambulance based offense in this match. So I gave it a three star. Mm-hmm. I really loved it. I loved everything about it except for the only part I didn't like were, were the steps where he was hitting with the chair because I was like, okay, this wasn't a great wrestling match. This was a fight. This is a brawl. This was fun. Um, and I've always loved Shane McMahon. I still love seeing Shane go two or three times a year and do his dumb shit because it always makes me laugh. <laughs> always pop for it, guys. Like I gave you, I gave the shit three and a half, dude. I, I loved this match, man. You are you are no, uh, <laughs> no dude. I love it. I was just a happy feller today. I guess apparently, so, geez. you guys weren't there to to control me or keep me from overrating <laughs> stuff, but. The, it reminds me of um, these kind of matches. I always go back to the WrestleMania 17 match where it's like Big Show, Kane, and Raven yep. for the hardcore title. Whenever they go backstage and do just crazy innovative stuff, I'm always so excited on what what they're going to interact with. You know, it's like when you played the old WWF games. It's like how many how many options can I exhaust back there? And I really enjoyed the spots they were able to come up with. Uh, I will say though, I'm surprised that because there was like it was like really dramatic getting that ambulance out of there once Shane was in. Like they were going very slow. Yeah, they like just, tracked him too, like all the way out, just, like to the parking garage. Yeah, like one dude's one dude's uh stand opening the door just so he can stand up and make sure the curtain gets yeah. over the ambulance. I was literally surprised that. I fully expect the ambulance to take something out, to hit something oh, on its too. way out, because those ambulance drivers were as incompetent as they come. <laughs> Even when he was on the walkie-talkie and calling the ambulance in backstage, it was like, "Come on, let's go!" Yeah. And the dude, and the dude's just like trying to get past, I think, another car, and he's just like being careful to back up past it because he's <laughs> dangerously close to it. Uh, but yeah, some incompetent ambulance okay. drivers. Three and a half, man. I had a great uh, time. I, I really enjoyed that match too. I, I just love those crazy hardcore gimmick matches that are a little bit extra they're not overbooked but i'm glad luke liked the show as much as i did yes i did well it it, yeah we'll get to it all right uh so after that uh brock lesnar is interviewed by josh matthews who looks like he's 12 josh Josh matthews Matthews looks like a little baby in this and uh he asks what what did it feel like that you lost the survivor series match and brock lesnar says i did not lose brock is like delusional he's like i didn't lose and then the crowd starts chanting you tapped out and then josh is like you heard him you tapped out and he's like i didn't tap out so he's being a little bit delusional yeah he's like match me up with anybody in this roster and i can take him out and then uh that prompts goldberg to come in and we get the first face off I actually really loved this. Of, segment. Uh, yeah, it was it was well done. Uh, we get the first face off of Goldberg and Brock, and uh, Goldberg has his title, and he said, "Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Goldberg." Uh, and ya. Brock kind of ignores him, and then Goldberg says, "You're gonna wish me luck in my match tonight." Well, like he, yeah, he yeah. turns away, and then like stops for a second, and then turns back and says, "Aren't you gonna wish me luck?" Knowing what we got, 
<laughs> right. Eventually from this. But but I was so excited as like a twelve or thirteen year old for this for, sure. for this match coming up. I was and then they did nothing at WrestleMania twenty, so I was like Ugh. Yeah. I actually thought the promo got awkward once Goldberg got in there. Like Oh see yeah, I, a little I, bit. I love the promo. But but so obviously Paul Heyman's been the mouthpiece of Brock for God knows how long. But he sounded fine. Brock can talk when he yeah, wants his to. Promo, his promo, he just refuses to at this point, I think. Yeah. He's re- he's weird. He acts like he's too good for the business. Uh, that's how I feel these days. I feel like sometimes he acts like he's too good for the business, and so that's why he's got his limited schedule and doesn't yeah, do this, yeah. doesn't do that. But. If we could have got the recent Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match, the most recent one, at WrestleMania 20 back then, it would have been fine. It would have been such a good payoff. Mm-hmm. I really, really mm-hmm. enjoyed their match. They had a WrestleMania 32. 32, yeah, I think so. Uh, I really enjoyed it, too. I, it thought, I thought it was so well done. Yeah, I, I actually thought that whole storyline was well done, yeah, except for Owen's jobbing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we miss you, Kevin. So after that... Uh, this 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 next segment is a bit of a this fever dream weird. for me. Uh, so Coach comes out. He's wearing a neck brace because he got uh, attacked by the Dudleys on the previous episode of Monday Night he Raw. He got three deed. So he comes out with a neck brace. Uh, he comes out, basically says he's going to be okay after the Dudley attack. So thanks for your concern. He goes to leave, but out of the corner of his eye in the front row, he says, "I just spotted uh, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban." The crowd goes crazy. A young Mark Cuban. Uh, awkward Mark Cuban. This by is the way. this is. Uh, so he goes bad. out to interview to uh, interview. Um, Cuban. He asked him a couple loaded questions, and then Eric Bischoff's music hit, and Eric Bischoff comes out. I'm back and better than ever. Uh, I used to like that. Whenever I used to hear that song when I was a kid, I would, my, I would send shivers down my spine because I hated Bischoff so much. Uh, so then uh, Bischoff comes down and he calls out. He like gets really fired up, which is weird because well, it's because because he said because Cuban said that Team Austin's going to kick Team Bischoff's but he, ass. He's excited to see Stone Cold kick Eric yeah, Bischoff's yeah. ass. Uh, and so yeah. Bischoff gets fired up. He comes out and he says, "If you got something to say to me, get in here and say it to my face." Uh, he obliges. Uh, Mark Cuban hops the barricade, gets in the ring. I, I just realized for the first time tall. that Mark Cuban is 800 feet tall. He's as tall as uh, Eric Bischoff's just short. He but, but, towered over Eric Bischoff. But you could tell that Cuban been working yeah. out for this appearance, uh, too. So then uh, they kind of tussle around a little bit. Er, uh, Eric Bischoff's being kind of just a cock. Uh, <laughs> he ends up getting pushed over. And uh, the crowd loves it over that. And he's kind of, uh, Bischoff goes out of the ring. Cuban's kind of watching him out of the corner of his eye. And then Randy Orton comes in, RKO out of nowhere to Mark Cuban. And that's the segment. Which, by the way, I will give Mark Cuban credit. He sold that RKO very well. Yeah, he was dead from that RKO. That Uh, was a terrible segment. But that was a really bad segment. Here's the thing. They skipped a, uh, excuse me, for this segment, they skipped Tajiri against Jamie Noble for the yeah, Cruiserweight title. Yeah, I would have much That was on Sunday watched, Night Heat. I would have much rather watched that Cruiserweight match yeah, than what we got. Yeah, this was bad. Uh, and yeah. then after that, if you thought that segment was over, and then there's like gets, part two to the segment. And it gets kind of worse. So we're back, I gotta set the scene for you. So we're backstage... There's a, a bunch of like gold and black balloons, like it's a graduation party, and then there's all these like f- floozy roadies backstage with Evolution. Somebody's like un, people are playing with people's nipples back here. It's bizarre. Triple H, get, Triple H gets unshirted. I'm sure Stephanie loved this shit. Yeah, and then Randy Orton Randy pops back up and they're grabbing his nipples. <laughs> They're like flicking his nipples. This no, no, weird. no, no. They full pinched that yeah, shit. They, they pinched it. They, it they, tried to, they tried to like. And then they're like, <laughs> we're going to celebrate because Triple H is going to win the title tonight. And that's the segment. And it goes, that's it. And Well, and Flair was kind of trying to say, like, don't look past Goldberg a little bit. And the Triple H like, oh, he's just an afterthought. Yeah. And then they just keep partying with their roadies. I just love. <laughs> I this, just, this was bad. I, I just, it was bizarre. I just love Randy walking in. Hey, guys, guys, guys. 
and like he's about to brag about RKOing Mark Cuban. All of a sudden, there's a roadie, and she just pinch full pinches his nipple, and he's like, he just looks not at just her. one nipple. She pinches yeah. well, both no, of the them. other. There's two. Oh, there's two groupies. There's another girl, and he looks at her, and he's like, oh. And then the other girl pinches the nipple. Oh! And then he's like, it oh, oh, sorry, so sorry, sorry, guys. I got sidetracked. I, oh, it, I, I RKO'd Mark Cuban. Oh, congrats, man. Have some champagne. And it fell flat and, with this crowd. And can, can we be honest? Triple H should never have no hair on his face. He looks let me, yeah. so odd. Evolution Triple H without a Lemmy stash feels so weird. He had, he had nothing. Ugh. Not even a beard. <sighs> yeah, so that happened. And then they toast to finish the segment. Let's move on God, to... That was so awkward. I can't get over it. I agree. The tag team <laughs> championship match. We have the Basham brothers with Shaniqua. Fully oh, my God. In their full BDSM glory. Full say, And you think the last stuff was bad. Then you see the... The Basham Brothers outfits and Shaniqua spanking them with a whip. It's like it's like red dress, super yeah. high heels. And Shaniqua's jacked. By she's the way. huge. Oh, this this was just brutal. well, she's skinny, but she's she's yeah ripped. So the Bashams come out and they are of course D- uh, Dave and Danny, Doug, Doug and Danny, Doug, Doug and, and Danny. Danny. I'm not even gonna try and tell them apart. I was about to say I don't I don't envy you for this part. I, I'm not even gonna when try. I, when I was taking notes. I would pause a lot of the times and kind of back up to see what Jr. would say to try to yeah, figure that's out who was, how or I, not Jr. Taz and Cole. Yeah, that's kind of how I kept kept track of it as well. And but they are the tag team champs. Yeah, yeah the, the Bashers are the tag team champs, and they are facing Los Guerreros, Chavo Viva and Eddie, Rasa. who are just over as ever. And they got the spinners on the truck when they come I out. I miss the low riders, dude. Yeah, and the spinners. Oh my god. God, Eddie and Chavo were great. And you can this totally dates it because it's like Taz was like, yeah, and the, there's the spinners that even even keep going when the car doesn't move. Those are all the <laughs> rage he was like that's what's real hot right now yeah these are starting to become all the rage these days and it's like oh god that was 15 years ago yeah uh so chavo and one of the bashams i believe it's danny start the match quickly eddie gets tagged in though uh he works over danny in the corner and then there's a um what's called the three amigos the three amigos uh the triple so beautiful uh from from is that racist no okay he named it himself you know it's not no Uh, he's, he's referencing the uh the Tito Santana. Yep. Ariba thing. And so, yeah, I know. Uh, so there's that, the nice three Amigo three suplex combo for a near fall to Eddie. Chavo comes in, hits a scoop slam. Eddie comes back in, uh, hits a splash over the top rope, uh, kind of like a tope splash for a near fall. And there's a head scissors arm drag takedown to both Bashams from Eddie. That was really nice. Yeah. So head scissors one and then swung and yeah, yeah. arm drag the other. That was so cool. Yeah, it was really nice. Eddie uh, was Eddie could work with anybody. Eddie could work with Moppy and have oh, a yeah. five star match. Oh, Mop uh, Mopty? Moppy. They quickly Mopty. Um, they quickly uh, recover from that and they hang Eddie up on the top rope and then uh, Shaniqua attacks him outside uh, with a really stiff clothesline and just kind of beats up on him for a little bit um, and then gets back into the ring for a near fall. Then another, uh, I believe it's Danny comes in at this point. It's a double suplex for a near fall and there's a head scissors uh, from Eddie which allows him to tag Chavo back in. There's a back drop, back body drop, uh, then a drop kick and then tilt the world takedown for a near fall. Really nice offensive sequence by Chavo here. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of three really quick moves and quick And succession. that almost got botched but he somehow was able he to saved catch it. him. Yeah, he saved it. Uh, and there's a top rope Rana to uh, Doug for a near fall by Eddie, and then uh, Chavo tag actually Chavo tagged in to get the near fall after that, um, and then Eddie gets knocked off the apron, and there's a double down at this moment between Chavo and one of the Bashams in the ring, uh, and then the Bashams actually switch while the ref is uh, kind of busy with Shaniqua. Oh, twin magic! Uh, and then uh, Shaniqua ends up kind of in a compromised position in the ring, and actually gets frog splashed at this point by Eddie Guerrero. A clo- clothesline by Chavo, then frog yep, splash yep, by yep. Eddie. Uh, and so yeah, and it was right at this out. point. It was right at this point, uh, Zach, when I was like, "Oh, equality! They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, beat up the female like a, like a guy." And then and they then Chavo spanked the shit out. Yeah, of and Shaniqua. then they put her on his knee and spanked her. And then I said, "Oh." 
Yeah. Oof. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Objectification. Gotta like it. Yeah. So that I happened. And then uh, back into the ring here, Chavo gets a uh, DDT onto one of the Bashams who quickly recovers and gets a roll up for the win. Uh, this match was a little shorter than I would like it to be. Uh, there was also yes. some messy spots in the middle. I gave it 2.5 stars. Wasn't a bad match. It was one of those matches that kind of came and went, and I was like, all right, cool. It's always good to see the Guerreros, you know? But it came and went. It was in the middle of the card. It did what it was supposed to do. Um, I give it 2.5 stars. I give it 2.5 stars. It was about your average tag team yeah. match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Yeah. Eddie and Shavor were always great to work or to watch, but the, the Basham brothers, uh, they were kind of boring to me. They always kind uh, yeah. of were. Well, I mean, yeah, they're just two bald guys wearing... Two bald guys that look the same. Yeah. I mean, the, the twin thing was cool, but, you know... But Eddie and Shovel made that match two and a half stars. They they carried this match. They carried the whole match. I also want to throw out there. I think Shovel is one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. Mm. I could buy that. Mm-hmm. Luke, what did you think of the match? Um, well, this time we aren't too far apart. I actually gave it two and three quarters once again over you guys. But um, I thought that I'm just a sucker for if you include a lot of uh, innovative tag team offense. Um, I mean, I'm really going to enjoy your tag team match. And I feel like if there's anything the Bashams could do well, it was the double team moves i mean they at least they had that down pat um i just really thought like you guys said too short and i thought it was a little bit too gimmicked i thought that the, yeah. i thought that it relied on that snm and shaniqua part a little bit too much um and also the referee again could not care less about all the double team shit happening in the ring wasn't even yeah, I, wasn't oh, even yeah. trying to get these guys to go back to the apron yeah or even like once shaniqua got involved like do something <laughs> like you're sitting there watching it happen no yeah he's literally just okay um okay cool so that match happened but and yeah after the that, los guerreros i, mean, I forgot they how the, great they, they were and we'll get a chance to gush about eddie in february uh when we are gonna, i think it's even gonna, just like the the forward like the somersault into a hot tag yeah, yeah. that they always did like i forgot about that and I well there's it. a moment too when eddie similarly to what you're talking about when eddie you th- you didn't think he was gonna get the tag in time it was on the double hot tag spot mm-hmm. and at the last second he falls into Chavo and gets the tag. Because he's perfect. Uh, just the little things, man, that they did that they did so well. And thank you, Kyle, for reminding me about Mopti. Yep, yep. The glorious Mopti. Yeah. Perry it, Saturn's pet mop. Yeah, it was awesome. To be honest, I thought it was called Moppy, not Mopti. I'm pretty I'm pre- I, You might be right. I, th- I think it's Moppy. I could be wrong. Either mm. way, that that was that was a great storyline. It was basically head, yeah. like Alpha. Yeah, pretty head, much. But, yeah. Except except head like I don't know, head kinda had its own following yeah and the, the moppy was just kind of like a joke but it was funny moppy for hall of fame so up next we get a video package yeah Trump. uh kind of recapping Who? what's been going on between steve austin and eric bischoff essentially uh steve austin was hired as the general manager after being fired by eric and linda mcmahon and states him as a general manager but he won't stop kicking people's ass so uh linda tells him you got to stop assaulting your employees <laughs> so Eric Bischoff comes up. I love this this the setup this, of this match. This storyline, I remember this too. I do too mm-hmm. very well. And I remember when Scott Steiner hit him. Yeah. And he just went. He like gets this look in his eye that he's like, Oh yeah, I can do whatever I want to now, can I? Uh, but I like I like in the intro package, the video package, how mm-hmm. how Jericho and Test and Christian are all like all you, in his face talking shit. You can't touch me. Yeah, and yeah, that's the whole story. But so then now, Steiner does. And so now Austin can't uh, hit anybody anymore unless provoked. So he's telling everybody to provoke him. And uh, eventually the stipulation is made that if Stone Cold wins, he can continue to physically assault his employees. And yeah, if he he's loses, literally, he's literally put, if he loses, he's gone. He's literally putting his career on the line for the right to beat up. To kick people's to, ass. To beat up people. And if that's not Stone Cold Steve Austin, I don't know that what is. That is classic Stone Cold. So that is a stipulation going forward. And I think both these teams are just stacked. Yep. You have 
you have on Team Austin four former world champions. Yeah. And then on Team Bischoff, you have one, two, you have five. They're all five former world Steiner? champions. Steiner? And WCW, oh, he, was yeah, a, yeah. he was. I think I believe he was going into the last show. He was the world heavyweight champion. Okay, was he, he never world heavyweight champion in WWE? I no, don't think so. Because remember, his run was so short. Oh yeah, trips went over every uh, time. Yep. Yeah. Also, um, before we get going, it is Moppy, so I'll admit defeat here. Oh, all right, great work. Thanks to the internet ticker for that one. Uh, so Team Bischoff is uh, Chris Jericho, Mark Henry, Christian, Scott Steiner, and Randy Orton. And Team Austin is Rob Van Dam, uh, Shawn Michaels, the Dudley. The, the the Dudleys the Dudleys and Booker the Dudley T. boys yeah and Booker T sorry and Booker T um what what good teams I, I just, know mm-hmm. this match is fantastic but like look why between the the ten guys wrestling and then having Bischoff Theodore Long Stacy Keebler and Stone Cold Theodore. outside the ring yeah I didn't even mention all the managers uh, so obviously you have Bischoff and 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 um, Stone Cold but then you have Stacy Keebler who accompanied Scott Steiner to the ring and Theodore Long who accompanied Mark Henry to the ring and Stacy's um, like a slave of Scott yeah Stacy yeah, yeah. They, we'll love, that they love they love doing bit. that but, shit um, man uh, I have a lot of notes for this match so I'm just going to go through them all. Um, I'm, I'm probably I probably didn't hit every spot because this was a fairly eventful match and we'll talk I about it I have three pages too so and yeah, I mean, also the, just real quick Mark Henry this was Mark Henry's first pay-per-view match in four years yeah they mentioned that where they did he go that. he went to OVE o- OVW I mean I'm sorry o- OVE nice. no, OVW I got Impact on the brain he went to OVW hey, for a while Impact that's my boy yeah he went to OVW for a while okay and then didn't he actually and when then, he came back at first didn't he actually ape their logo on his on his uh, tights I could be wrong. Do you remember when he what came? Their logo, like, uh, like mock it, mimic it. Like, didn't oh, he have oh. like the yellow star with like the arm? I could oh, be gosh, wrong. I but have no clue. I thought I remembered that. Well, I remember when, when he, came, he back. came back for the White Boy Challenge. You guys remember that? When yes, Rod- I do. Roddy Mack would yes. wrestle all these guys. Then Goldberg came out and squashed him. Yep. I don't, but I need to watch that. The white, yeah, that. it was the White Boy Challenge, and that, they yeah. they would bring out like you know <laughs> these random white guys, and yeah. Roddy Mack would crush him, and then finally he was like, I'm not getting any competition, and then. Goldberg. Then Goldberg happened. Yeah, then Goldberg just ran through him. Should we get into the match? He does yes. That. Go ahead, uh, All right. So, Devon and Christian start the match. Christian slaps Devon right Smacks in the face. Smacks the piss. Yep. And then he gets taken down for his troubles. There's a flying clothesline by Devon for a near fall. And then RVD comes in, hits a spin kick to Christian for a near fall. Then Y2J comes in. Uh, and then he hits an inzi- he gets hit with an enziguri by RVD. There's a belly-to-belly bridging suplex for a near fall by Rob Van Dam. And then Chris Jericho gets a nice little enziguri for a near fall of his own. And then Scott Steiner gets in the corner some corner offense into RVD while he's in the corner. And there's a crossbody for a near fall by Jericho. Then a belly-to-belly to RVD. And then another for a near fall by Steiner once he gets into the match. That overhead belly-to-belly by Steiner that first one landed he, right on RVD. That RVD's first one, he dropped him right on his, on head. his head. The second one was a little bit cleaner, but he added a little more rotation so it wasn't straight over. I think you got a note, too. Steiner was never healthy in his WWE run. He was hurt the whole he time. He looked so, pretty bad. So he match. he never. But at the, on the same token, careful is never a word I've ever associated no, with. Right. But he, he was not in good shape. And then he did do something pretty cool here because he did hit a top rope belly to belly by Steiner for a near fall on RVD. That was pretty nifty. And Booker T comes in. He eats a clothesline. And then there's an elbow by Steiner for a near fall. And then a scissor kick, spin a Rooney, and a spine buster. And then everyone starts brawling after the pin is broken up by the heels. Uh, and then Steiner gets the Steiner recliner in. On to, did not look very good, by the no, way. No, it did not look very good. Onto Booker T. Uh, but then he eats kind of a reverse 3D uh, off of a Keebler interference. So Stacey Keebler comes on the apron at this point, and she's 
rooting on Booker T. She's cheering for Booker T to break out of the Steiner recliner. Uh, Scott's Scott getting mad. Does not like that, so he breaks the hold. He goes over to uh, Keebler and starts cussing at her. And then he—that's when the Dudley Boys come in. They're not—they don't. You don't talk to a woman like that in front of the Dudley Boys. No, no. And uh, they kind of hit the the 3D, but he's facing up instead of tummy, inverted tummy down. Yeah, an inverted 3D after that um, distraction by Stacy Keebler. Uh, one moment. I lost my spot. Oh, uh, and then there's a bookend, and Scott Center's gone. Uh, uh, eliminated on the, by the hands of Booker T. Uh, and then Mark Henry comes in and hits a world's strongest slam out of nowhere to eliminate Booker T uh, by Booker. And then RVD, RVD comes in, and Bubba comes in, and he gets pancaked by Mark Henry. Uh, big man on big man action, but Henry still managed to look like the dominant force. And it's not like Bubba was a small man. But they played it off really well to seem like... Yeah, but Mark is significantly larger, Oh, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Not to downplay his size, but I thought it was it, it was an interesting And as dynamic. Kyle likes to put, point out, um, he is a power lifter, so obviously he can do anything and lift anyone. It's true. Hey, I, I noticed you didn't complain when John Cena lifted the big show earlier. It's because he's untouchable. He's the doctor of thugonomics. Back then, he was touchable. No, so... Okay, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I said it rough for your I'm just going to start wrapping the whole John Cena team. Uh, so then uh, Devon, or Bubba gets sent hard to the corner, which causes Devon to tag in because it is in the good guy's corner. Uh, they can't double heen Mark Henry, though. Uh, they miss on a double team. And then Mark Henry misses on a corner splash. And there's a 3D and then an RVD five-star frog splash. And Mark Henry is gone they all after a dog up. pile pin. So all, the, both the Dudleys and RVD pin Mark Henry. And also Mike Kyoto just says, whatever. Fuck yeah, it. he doesn't care. Fuck. <laughs> the, Fuck the, the refs were playing fast and loose throughout this entire night. Oh, boy, were they? Uh, so, yeah, so the dog pile pan eliminates Henry, and so Y2J comes in. There's a moonsault from Rob Van Dam to Y2J for a near fall, and then Orton comes in and clotheslines RVD's head off with a super stiff clothesline there for a near fall. And then there's a springboard kick by Rob Van Dam, and then a rolling thunder, and then Y2J shoves RVD off the top rope during a frog splash attempt, uh, and then he gets an RKO once he gets back in the ring to eliminate him. And then Devon comes back in. Uh, there's a backdrop to Orton, and then a slide slam to Devon, then a flying headbutt by Devon for a near fall. And then Chris Jericho comes back in. Uh, he gets the heck chopped out of him here by Devon. There's a drop kick. <laughs> nice sensor. Uh, thank you for a Y2J near fall. And then Christian distracts the ref here. And then, uh, really, kind of for no reason, was there any cheating that happened when he distracted the ref? I didn't notice anything. Uh, because then Jericho hit a nasty looking bulldog and eliminated Devon. Was there like a cheat that happened, or was the ref just distracted for no reason? I might have missed something. I'm, I'm, I, I th- didn't get it. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything. Okay. Uh, just making sure. Uh, so, again, uh, Devon's gone. Uh, and then there's a side slam from Bubba because he comes in uh, to take the place. And then Bubba knows what the fans want at this point, and he tags in HBK. The crowd goes crazy. He eats a clothesline here, and then Christian and Bubba come back in. Uh, there's a backdrop to Bubba for a near fall. Uh, so you got a little taste a little, a little uh, dollop of a little of heartbreak HBK, action uh, there for for a dollop. moment. Dollop, nice. Thank you. And then, uh, and he eats it. I'm prettier though. After a nice little sequence, and he's gone. Which who's he? Uh, Bubba. Bubba's Bubba. gone. Yeah. Goodbye, Bubba Ray. Which leaves HBK all by his lonesome against Christian, Chris Jericho, and uh, who's the third guy? Is it just those Randy two? Orton. Randy, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah. So how'd you like to be by yourself against those three guys? So uh, it's very clear at this point where the story of this match is, is going to go, and we'll get into it. Uh, so HBK is all alone now, and uh, Christian's still in at this point. Uh, Y2J pulls the rope, which sends HBK out in an Irish whip, and then Randy comes in, and then Christian comes back in, slaps HBK in the corner, uh, and then he cho- gets chopped in return. Chopped in return. Sorry, chopped. My voice came. It's that time. My, my uh, Things are changing. It's that time of my, you know, adolescence. Oh, great, man. Yeah, Proud yeah. of you. Yeah, thanks. Nice. Uh, 
and then HBK gets beaten up outside, and at this point, uh, he gets ran his head ran into the post. Slingshot. A uh, slingshot into the post, excuse me. Luke's favorite move. He is busted. Holy is, blade job, Batman. Woo, he is busted good at this and point. Th- what's crazy is this isn't even... The worst, the worst. The worst. This isn't even the oh, worst. But it was. Show. It was V bad. Ooh, yeah. yeah, he is dripping blood everywhere. He is just absolutely busted open. The here. crimson mask. Uh, yeah. Oof. Uh, and so inside now, um, Christian goes for hits a suplex for a near fall. Goes for the unprettier. Uh, it's countered into a sweet chin music out of nowhere to eliminate Christian. That was a sick sweet it chin was, music. It was. It was out of it nowhere. Was. Uh, and then Y2J comes in, he sends Sean into the corner, and he does that crazy corner sell. Uh, and there's a clothesline for a near fall. Then Orton comes in, goes for a sleeper hold, gets countered into an um, Orton suplex, and then Y2J comes in for a uh, near fall attempt. And then HBK, uh, DDT, onto Orton for a near fall after a delayed pin, and then he gets sent out of the ring. And then there's a bulldog and then uh, Jer- by Jericho, but uh, Sean gets his knees up on a moonsault, a uh, lion salt attempt, excuse me. Um, and so he... It was able to get his knees up on that. Then as well as Jericho gets counted into a roll-up. And Y2J gets eliminated. Um, oh, he tried for the Sweet Chin music here too. And then that got countered into the walls, and, yep. which got countered into the roll-up. Really good sequence there. Well, there's something about Y2J and Shawn Michaels that just had the this incredible through chemistry. The roof. Through yeah. the roof. Yeah. Uh, and Y2J gets eliminated there on that um, on that roll-up. And so now uh, he, so after that he gets a chair as he's on his way out instead of just leaving, and he lays out Sean with the chair right in the head. Uh, so Sean is dead in the middle of the ring. Orton comes in. There's a near fall. The ref gets taken out with an inadvertent crossbody. Sean moves at the last second, which the ref gets taken out here. HBK tunes up the band now, and then Bischoff comes in, stops him from doing that, and then Stone Cold can't take it anymore. He takes out Eric Bischoff, stuns Randy Orton. Both men are down in the ring, and then uh, uh, Orton or not Orton, sorry, Austin chases Bischoff out down the entrance ramp, Beating and the then in comes Batista out of nowhere for a Batista bomb. Randy Orton rolls over, gets the cover, and Stone Cold is gone. HBK tried his best. In storyline, Stone Cold is eliminated. Mm-hmm. Team Austin loses. Team Bischoff wins the match. Um, we'll get into everything that happened after this match. Uh this was an f- excellent, excellent. One of my favorite Survivor Series matches I've ever this, seen. I mean, I haven't um, seen every single Survivor Series style match, but this might be the best one ever. I loved this match. I loved the storytelling. was second to none. Uh, I gave it 4.5 stars. Holy crap. I oh. really, really liked this match a lot. I gave it 4.5 as well, and I was teetering on giving it 4 and 3 quarters because this was one of my favorite matches of all time. Shawn Michaels played his part so well, and... And right when you think the good guys are going to win, Batista slides in, Batista bomb. It was just so good. Everything about this match was excellent. It's kind of started off slow with the Mark Henrys and the Scott Steiners, but then it really picked up. Yeah. I had it at three and three quarters, and this is crazy. Meltzer here. Um, I feel like I'm... I want to bump hey, it up hey, before, No, no, though. no. However, it's fine to feel how you feel about this. I know. But that's that's so what we do. I also, this. that first one I rated three and three quarters, the first Survivor Series match. Um, I actually liked the first one a little bit better. Not really. Yes, yes. But, okay, okay. But that is because of how slow it all was until it was just HBK. I think that that, to- that story was... That story was the important part of the match, and you know, obviously HBK did everything he could. He outlasted and and almost won. He should have, um, but before that, it felt like it drug a little bit. Um, I I don't know. I I must have been watching a different match, but yeah, I yeah, th- yeah three and three <laughs> three and three quarters. Um, okay. and 
Sean just he bumped it up for me, yeah. or else it would have been. He, he looked great. It definitely was slow at the beginning with Mark Henry yeah. and Scott yeah. Steiner doing a lot of the early work. Yeah, um, there was still some nice stuff peppered, peppered. Yeah, yeah. the 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 belly, the belly from the top was cool, and yeah, yeah. You, you know, you had some three Ds and stuff, but it definitely picked up. And I would have given it five if it wasn't for a slow start. Oh, wow, that mattress wow. is awesome. I um, do like the can't take it anymore, but I also didn't understand why if the ref goes down and he notices Sean getting you know fucked with hardcore. Like it, it, the moment that something de- disqualification worthy happens and the refs knocked out, if you know why didn't Stone Cold immediately just beat yeah, the shit out of yeah. everybody? He waited until Sean had been getting his butt whooped and then Bischoff got his b- licks in a little bit too. So yeah, no, that's I think that's fair. Um, so should we get into the post match? Yes. Yes. So post match, Stone Cold, um, the look on his face when he hears the Team Bischoff music start to play is he just has this. Or technically, it's Randy Orton's music. The it's the evolution. The evolution music. music, yeah. Um, he just has this look on his face of like shock and like terror. Uh, he wa- he slowly walks out to the ring. Uh, HBK is laid out. He he gets down on HBK's level. Talks to him for a second. Eventually, picks him back up. And, and this is all very uncharacteristic of, of the Stone Cold character here. Yeah, as HBK still out, just dripping. Yeah. Um. So he helps Sean up. Um. You can see Sean say, and like this really nice moment where the camera's right on him. You can hear him say, or you can't hear him say, but you can read his lips. And he says, "I let you down. I let you down." And I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And yeah. Stone Cold kind of slowly walks him up the entrance ramp. Uh. It's quiet and it's just kind of on the wide shot. And then Stone Cold's music hits again, and he comes out to the ring very slowly, and he gets on the mic and he says, "You know, my career started here. Uh. You know, 13 years ago in the Texas Sportatorium, by yep. the way." And he said, "Uh." how how uh, justified that it ends here and you don't hear Stone Cold say this very often but I love the shit out of you guys and then he flips them off and he flips them off uh, there might have even been a tear I don't know if the, if I can his voice it. was cracking his voice was breaking he, he was talking very low because he didn't want people to realize how sad he was it was very much and obviously this is all storyline but this very specific chunk of this moment in my mind was the realization by Stone Cold that he was not going to be wrestling anymore. And this was his chance to say what he wanted to say to the crowd that he didn't get at WrestleMania because at the time they weren't really sure if that was his last match. And as it became more clear, this was very obvious that this was his chance to just say, thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure, and uh, man, that I had goosebumps watching that. It was sad knowing everything we know now. Uh, but they weren't going to end it on that note because it's Stone Cold. Uh, Coach's music hits, and he's he, singing na 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 na. He's singing na na na. That's right. Uh, hey hey. And hey. did you notice at first the crowd was kind of singing with them, and then they're like, "No, we shouldn't do this." <laughs> well, because they're like pro. So it's like Pavlovian. Actually, listen. I listened to a Pritchard pod. I don't even know what it was. It was a Survivor Series though. Um, where Vince McMahon's just like in love with that song, the Na 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 song, <laughs> like, and and he's literally because they've used it so much yeah. in WWE, WWF that that the fans are programmed. Oh, it's Pavlov to respond to yes, for sure. yes. Um, so Coach comes out with the security detail. I was really trying to study the security guys. See, I was trying to see, see if they were anybody. Them, yeah, I didn't either. Um, so, which I'm glad I didn't because Coach comes ahead. in and says, "Hey, man." It's been re- it's been it's been real nice to know you. Uh, get out of my building. And so instead of leaving quietly and calmly, Austin takes out the security detail, stuns everybody, rips the uh, neck brace off of Coach, stuns him, who has the best sell job. Stomps ever a mud stunner. hole, walks That's it right. dry. Stomps him first, then he stuns him. Uh, I love Coach's sell, the stunner. Like he jumps fifty feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone rolls out of the ring. Stone Cold gets his beers. He smashes them together. He chugs them in the corner. Flips off the crowd. Sets two of the beers down, and uh, presumably for the last time, 
it's not. But for the last time, he walks out the entrance ramp. Uh, just a beautiful moment. Uh, post everything post match was perfect. By the way, if these are real, really are indie wrestlers who are the security detail, they had a lot of work to do on their bumping skills. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah, was yeah. he was trying to just like grab at straw, or like grab at them, and they yeah, just weren't yeah. weren't flying out. I don't think anybody cared though at that point. No they one were just, did. They were just ready to see the Stone Cold. Yeah, I thought I thought from the the from the from the belt to the end of the match, from the end of bell all the way up to him leaving was perfect i wouldn't have done any of it differently I it agree. was it felt real and even in even knowing back then it probably wasn't going to be the last time you saw stone cold him getting that closure because it was the last his last match at wrestlemania all those months prior and well, for him to kind of get that closure just felt right you know well he did have one more match after the wrestlemania match against eric bischoff oh yeah yeah he like but he didn't have to bump so right, right yeah true um you want you ready for me after you know laying laying all that groundwork yeah he returned as the sheriff six weeks later. <laughs> I knew it was it was a very short time. I yeah. thought this was the sheriff. No, no, he was this the was GM. the co-GM. Yeah. Oh, and then he returned he as the sheriff later on an ATV. And he would stick around ass. for a, a while on that role. Yeah, right yeah, because remember he reffed Brock Lesnar versus at Robert WrestleMania at yeah. twenty. Yeah, he rode out on his ATV. Uh, so after that, we get a, we cut to a video package hyping up the Buried Alive match. So the whole story behind this is that the Undertaker really wants to become the WWE champion again. Uh, but Vince says, you're not going to do it as long as I'm alive. So the Undertaker decides, I got to kill Vince McMahon. And <laughs> that, that's the story around this match. He's going to kill Vince McMahon so he can be the champion. Uh, so this is the Buried Alive match. And again, it's a gimmick match. So I'll go through it with you. The only rules of this match are you... Uh, you have to put your opponent in a grave and f- bury him. Which dirt. is on stage. Yes. Uh, the, it's up by the entrance ramp here. Uh, and we do get the Buried Alive match coming up. Guys, I feel like you guys probably both like this match better than I did. Uh, Dead uh, man walking. I hated this match. Oh, see, I kind of enjoyed uh, it. So, Historical reasons is why I love it so much. Plus, I'm a huge Taker mark. Also, fair. As, as Taker comes out, not on a motorcycle. Nope, he walks out. Um, with hindsight being 2020, look at his hair. You can see that he's growing it out. Yeah, yep, yep, right. yep. Um, so, yeah, we do get Vince and Taker. Uh, right off the bat, the first strike in the match is Huge a haymaker. haymaker from Taker. Vince is busted open, and he is bleeding out. His, he is his, dripping. He's his, bleeding to his death. Blade <laughs> job, his yeah. blade job was even worse than Sean's. He's literally, like, streaming blood uh, uh, everywhere. He's, like, leaving. Like, he's, you mm-hmm. can see where he's been in the ring because there's a literal trail of blood as this match He's leaving on. puddles. It was too much for me. It was like, uh, like, I... I'm not somebody who clamors for blood in, in WWE matches, and I think I've probably said this on the record on this podcast before. I love blood. Uh, I do think it can add a lot yeah. of drama, and it can add a lot of things to a match. For example, the Shawn Michaels match, having him you know, uh, uh, all bloodied up was, was really kind of helped aid the story. This, I don't know if Vince needed to bleed in this match, especially how much he did. Uh, I don't know what it really It feels added. like whenever there's a no-DQ match, Vince is like, I'm blading. I'm, I'm getting, getting color. color damn I'm, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting color, and I'm going to get a lot of it and give the fans their money. Yeah, uh, so Vince is really bloody here. Taker's beating him up really bad. Uh, there's some nut trauma by Vince in the corner post which, here. Which Taz literally just says, Grapefruits, Cole! Yep. Uh, Taker chokes Vince out with a cable and then hits him with a TV monitor. He grabs a shovel from the grave, walks it back, clocks him right in the he head with this shovel. Uh, kills Vince with the shovel there, hits Vince's ankle with the steel steps. Which, that looked brutal, too. He did. Yeah, and, t- and Vince those. was, like, screaming and shaking at that point. Uh, Taker carries Vince toward the grave. Vince low blows Taker, hits him with the shovel, and then Taker falls into the grave. Uh, but then he pulls Vince in, gets it right back out, and then uh, he goes for the... There's, like, a backhoe set up, and he goes to get in it. 
and then it explodes and yeah. he is stunned some pyro dro- yeah. knocks him off he yeah. gets stunned at this point kane shows up pushes him into the ditch into the grave and then has vince fill it up and uh vince mcmahon wins the match of course this would be the last time we see the dead man because he would come back uh, it's the last time we see big evil yeah, sorry. Uh, he would come back as the as the dead man That's um, right. at WrestleMania twenty. At WrestleMania was that his first appearance? Twenty. Back? Yes. Yep. Okay. Against Kane. Uh, so there was a lot of with the greatest buildup. There's a lot of teases. With yeah. Probably the greatest buildup I've ever seen. In yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so this was kind of planting the seeds for that. Um, so I understand what you're saying about how this sowed the seeds for for mm, for Dead Man Taker. My seeds. And I understand what you were saying that it was planting the seeds for a great rivalry with Kane. I just thought the match sucked. Uh, yeah, it did. I thought it was pretty stupid, and um, what'd you give it? Uh, I gave it one star. Ooh. I thought it was terrible. Yikes, uh, it really did nothing for me. Uh, buried alive matches in general. I, I guess I can't get into them sometimes. This really didn't do anything for me. It was just Undertaker beating up a sixty-year-old man. No, and then getting thrown into a grave. So you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me every time that you saw Vince McMahon? So. He wasn't enough of a heel for you to hate him to see every time he got his ass whipped like that be super satisfying. He's I mean, right, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, but but it, because seeing Vince get his just, ass whipped is awesome. It was just so one sided and slow. I think it always and, is. He's Vince yeah, McMahon. Yeah, so I gave it two stars. Okay, I thought it was well done in making Undertaker destroy him basically and having Kane scream over. I thought the blood work was a little too much. It could have came at a better <laughs> yeah. spot like yeah, the shovel. Yeah. If the shovel would have hit yes. him and then he bled not as much, mm-hmm. um, it would have been better. But I, I get why it was a kind of a squash match until the end. Yeah, Undertaker just beat the shit out of him. It was good to see the evil boss get beat up by the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And it's and like Luke said, it sets up for one of maybe the greatest angle of the time with Undertaker and Kane. And Kane, yeah, yeah. This Luke. this um, I gave it two and a half. And I would have only given it two had it not been for that historical significance um, with, you know, arguably the greatest comeback of all time, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, and one of the, um, yeah, just one of the, one of the greatest returns, one of the greatest buildups. Oh, yeah. And t- it, it, Taker's run from 2004 to 2012 was yes, just Yes, yeah, that's amazing. what I was going to say. I was going to say his most, dominant, his most dominant run in his career. It might be the best return ever because mm-hmm. it was... I could Probably the best stretch of Undertaker's career, which might be one of the best stretches of anybody, anybody. ever. I could buy that for sure. Yeah. At least, at sure. least in the two thousands and up, that might be the best stretch of any wrestler's had. So let's go mm. back. Let's put on hold our, t- our hold time. On. Oh, sorry, hold Luke. On. Yeah, Luke. No, 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 I'm no. Sorry, go ahead. There's, there's a couple things I do want to mention. Um, I wish Kane would have beat Taker up more before they buried him. Yeah, because it was like. It was like I mean I guess the pyro. That's what t- Taz kind of Taz kind of said like oh man it must have been that explosion yeah because like, like, Kane reasoning. just like punched him one more time and, and then threw, threw him threw in him there in. yeah um and also there was a quote in this that I wonder if you guys heard and I'm hoping you didn't because I'm I'm sad that I did please read um it. he he punches Vince and you know says this is for my wife and you know outside over by the announce tables this is for my wife punches him and then Mister then Michael Cole is just like uh. He deserves this, you know. Mr. McMahon threatened to have his wife raped and threatened to have oh, terrorists yeah. blow up his home. That's right. You know what? I heard that too, and like it kind of went one in one ear and out the other until you said that you hoped we didn't hear it. And I was like, oh wait, was that's like, right. I don't remember that happening at all, and I'm very glad that I don't. Yeah, yikes. I'm I'm sad that that got brought up. Yeah, that's um, a, I'm glad. You I will I will say in the aftermath of this of after <laughs> Taker gets buried. Um, in a moment where I shouldn't have laughed, and clearly they wanted it to be dramatic, Kane is laughing maniacally, and his man tits are bouncing with him <laughs> as he's laughing. 
like they're they're moving uh, right along with him, and I just nice. could not help but lose. Him. Well, obviously, he's much stronger than me, and I have man tits as well. But True. it was very funny. That is funny. I okay, laughed. let's put on our time machine hats. Our 2003 time machine hats. Uh, at the time that this event happened, that this match happened, we all kind of knew, right? Dead man's coming. Dead man's coming. Back. Um, I was. I was like. I was twelve. Or I was eight. So no, I did not. And I honestly thought that was the end of the Undertaker. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, they, I, they I didn't really start getting in the message board and stuff until oh. like fourteen, fifteen. So like uh, the next year. See, and I never really did. So I mean, I was, I'm glad that they. I feel like, in today's. Um, WWE like number one they would have never let it go that long from the match to the return uh, like right. it would have been like three weeks right and they're he always good about rushing a good thing and they probably would have screwed up the dead man character somehow when he came back look well, at Bray Wyatt as an example that and how gimmicky right. I mean this match was super gimmicky and yeah. this today's fans would have torn the shit apart oh yeah oh yeah absolutely I but, loved it though yeah it was awesome uh, the Kane thing the pyro was super hokey like yeah, knocking him off the, off the tractor. However, if you remember the buildup to that WrestleMania 20 match, like Taker, they never straight said, you know, Taker's coming back. Um, it was just like lightning bolts would strike and, and just yeah, the yeah, gong. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. the gong. A whole lot of just elemental, you know, the supernatural yep. Taker Kane shit would happen where they, they literally were battling with like flames and lightning back yeah. and forth. So w- when you know what's to come, this doesn't seem so bad. Uh, up next, we got a video package hyping up the main event, which oh is, of course, going to be Triple H versus Goldberg, who is the World Heavyweight Champion. And this boy. is for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, right off the bat, before the match even starts, uh, Goldberg spears Triple H right at the jump here, uh, and then Flair gets taken out as we the bell We should mention, rings. hold on, yeah. Goldberg Goldberg is injured. So in that video package, they talk about a $100,000 bounty that oh, Triple yeah, H put Oh yeah, there's a bounty up, that gets put and on And then Batista, Goldberg. so like basically take him out of action so that he's easy to beat at Survivor Series. Which is what Batista does. So Batista beats up his leg, and apparently his leg is very, very injured. Yeah, his lower leg's wrapped up, his lower right leg. I uh, believe going to this match, both were somewhat injured in real life. Triple H, I found myself asking, why is Triple H wearing these weird ass compression the tights? Shorts. Yeah, and uh, then what culture came to the rescue again, and he was wrestling a lot of that year with a torn groin. Yeah, and I'm sure Goldberg was. I think Goldberg was injuries. was dealing with some nagging injuries uh, as well. Sure, and it kind of showed, uh, to be honest. Uh, so Flair gets taken out. Uh, nice to see Flair take some bumps here, and the bell does ring. Triple H gets beat gets beaten up at ringside for a little bit, and there's a Goldberg power slam. They get back into the ring. There's a military press by Goldberg, but his leg gives out. Uh, Triple H targets it at this point. At first, on that spot. Like I was like, did he actually just drop him? It looked, uh, but yeah. he did a really good job of like Sell, yeah. selling it. But mm-hmm. I, at first, I was like, holy shit, did he, was yeah. he just was because I was like, wow, he's really strong because that that takes a lot to lift a big man like that up. And then I was like, oh, he dropped him. Yeah, but no. then it, it, he was selling the leg injury. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Triple H targets the leg for quite a while here. There's a chair shot to Goldberg's leg outside while uh, the referee is distracted with Ric Flair, and then Flair comes outside, wraps around the post. Triple H keeps working over the leg. Uh, some more dirty Flair actions going on here. Goldberg gets choked on the bottom rope. And then just the leg just keeps getting worked over. There's a single leg, messy single leg crab. And Goldberg could have grabbed the ropes if he wanted to, uh, but he didn't. Because he was he was grabbing the apron of the ring. So, number one, <laughs> Earl Hebner should have broken the hold because his body is outside of the ring. I was going to say. Number two, grab the rope, Goldberg. It's, well, it's right here. Well, isn't a rope break now, at least, if you just put if your... you're in the vicinity. Yeah. You break yeah. the plane. But even back then, it was if your hand goes outside of the ring... No, yeah, it's even, it was the same back then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but nothing. He just got. To I was kind of wondering that during that. Hebner just kind of stood there and, wa- and watched. Screw job again, all over. Again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
Um, I knew that was coming. Triple H gets sent outside here and gets back in and goes for the leg again. Goldberg hits a clothesline. Triple H tries for the figure four. Uh, he says, this is for you, Rick, but Goldberg counters it, uh, which causes a ref bump. And then <laughs> at some point in the match, uh, it was right around here, Ric Flair went up to the top. And, of course, Goldberg throws him down and Jim Ross says damn it Rick that hasn't worked for the last 30 years and Rick bumped hard on that he did yep. he but he did. took the side bump like a champ yeah he, he did. did he did it looked great uh, so and the Goldberg Rick- just tossed him yeah uh, so <laughs> he just, I know he did ooh. he just picked him up and he threw him he threw him like a football <laughs> so uh <laughs> Goldberg counters the figure four by kicking uh, Triple H, which causes a ref bump. Goldberg gets hit with brass knuckles uh, for a near fall here, and then Triple H is mad, and he just punches the ref again. No, he, he dropped an elbow on oh, him, on right. his neck. Yeah, he elbows the ref. He's just like, damn it, Hebner. And uh, again, the rules don't matter in this match. You screwed yourself here, uh, So Triple H tries <laughs> with a sledgehammer here, but Goldberg stops him. Flair gets taken out again. Goldberg gets the, ha- the sledgehammer this time, takes out the entirety of Evolution. All, all everybody in Evolution gets taken out with the sledgehammer here. Uh, Goldberg counters a pedigree attempt into a spear and then a jackhammer, and he gets the pinfall on an injured Earl Hebner as he counts for the three. That's the end of this match. At this, it was a delayed three count, by the way. Yeah, or like I, a delayed. Yeah, it was a very. Yeah, awkward Triple H's three shoulder count. was fully off the mat, and then after the three count, he was like, "I kicked out." Uh, I was I was expecting Triple H to kick out one more time and get another spear or something, but because like it was so delayed of going down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to say I, I know there was two of those like long waits for a three count and I know yeah. you love those um, I thought about you thanks uh, the man the last two matches on this card didn't do anything for me they were pretty bad uh, uh, I gave this one 1.5 uh, I thought it was a pretty bad match um, Triple H and Goldberg did not have much chemistry together um, but I just loved seeing Flair bump <laughs> it was fun I gave this one a two as well as right. the last one because neither one were great wrestling matches but the way that Luke likes to watch Undertaker, I like to watch Goldberg matches. And so the big man offense, the throwing Ric Flair, the, <laughs> the spears in general, the entrance. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't great, but, I mean, it was passable for the time. Ooh. So, two. Guys. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. I found the secret to ha- having a successful 15-minute match with Bill Goldberg. Lots of you give him you give him a work injury and beat the shit out of him for ten of those minutes. <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah, that's, I that's, that's I, I gave this I gave this two stars like Kyle. Um, it was it was a shame we had to end with that, but they booked Goldberg well enough mm-hmm. um, to to make that dramatic and make it chaotic. Yeah. You, you have to. He's not going to wrestle his way out of a fifteen minute. Well, match. and he did end up taking out all of Evolution. Yes, to the victory well, that, too. that's so why, why that's why it's two is because he just beat the shit out of everybody at the end and and rose tall. So and so we do go off the air with Goldberg um, holding the title and uh, which being little Kyle was so stoked about victorious. Uh, Unfortunately, Goldberg's run would kind of just go downhill from this point. I think he lost at the next pay-per-view at yeah, Armageddon. Um, Sir and Triple would H. eventually very famously leave the company after WrestleMania 20. Uh, that's a discussion for another day. That was the end of Survivor Series 2003. Overall, um, I did enjoy the show. Uh, the last two matches did kind of break it down a little bit for me, but there were some fun backstage segments and some two really solid Survivor Series matches. I give it a B- minus overall. I enjoyed it. Mm. I gave it about a B, like a mid-B. Um, I would say if you haven't seen the show, watch the show. It's I think worth, it's, yes. I think it's yes. worth at least a one watch that Austin and Bischoff match, I think, deserves at least six watches or so. 
Because it was I think that, both those Survivor Series matches deserve. Yeah, watch. both I both agree. were really good, and I think the show was very significant for historical reasons mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of a, I don't want to say changing of the guard, but it definitely set up a lot of things that would be uh, kind of instrumental in the company going forward. Yeah, ruthless aggression. Mm-hmm. All and that Luke, what stuff. did you think? I gave it a B minus. Um, I thought that there were. I mean, the beginning was great. I, I liked a lot of those beginning matches. Some of them were sluggish, but uh, ending on those two was rough. Um, this era, they had they they were really good at kicking it off, explosive, uh, and you know once you got into the ruthless aggression era, had a lot of good matches in the middle. But then, oh look at this! Here's a main event where Triple H is burying somebody. I, granted, this was not the case, um, but the main event fell flat a lot of times in this in this time period. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun, but yeah, the last two matches were kind of a damper. However, historical significance. So, yeah, yeah. Be minus. Well, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in to Survivor Series. This month. was fun as hell. Well, I, I, and I speak for all of us. I think when we said hey, we had a lot of fun. Well, let's uh, let's talk about next week's show. Hey, next week because you want to listen. Because if you thought the last two matches of this one were bad, you might see a whole card of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got uh, Starcade WCW Starcade 1994. Oh, next that's week. right. This is the Zach's addiction. Okay, show. so just just letting every pref- <laughs> prefacing this. Me and Luke wanted a Starcade show for for December, and we both were kind of hoping for '97, which was Sting's return against Hogan. Also, because Kyle has a sweet poster of that. Yeah, and so we told Zach, you know, pick a Starcade, and we both kind of gave him the we want the '97, and Zach decided to go with 1994. Yeah, which is which is main evented by Hulk Hogan and the legendary. Butcher, who you might also know as Brutus the Beefcake. Okay, Brutus, Brutus the Beef- Butcher Beefcake. Brutus yeah. the Butcher Beefcake. And then, and then the co-main event, we have Sting versus Avalanche. Who is Avalanche, you might ask? Is that Earthquake? Yeah, it's Burr, Earthquake. Burr. Uh, earthquake, I was thinking. Yeah, no, oh, tug- and then Tugboat was Shockmaster. Oh, oh, I'm not done with this card yet. <laughs> we got Mr. T versus Kevin Sullivan. He did it. What? No, anyway, go ahead. Uh, then we have, this match might be okay. The Nasty Boys versus Harlem Heat. Yeah. Then we got uh, Johnny B. Bad versus Arn Anderson. Ooh, the best version of Mark Marrow. That's the, right. Then we got Alex Wright versus a young dapper Gene Paul Levesque. Who you might also oh, know as Triple H. Dude, have you guys heard his French accent? Yeah, no. it's terrible. Oh, it's god awful. It's terrible. And then we start the show with Vader with Harley Race outside the ring against Jim Duggan. I, I should say it's Jean Paul Levesque. That's, All right. That's right, because he's French AF. So if anybody hates this idea, blame Zach. Yeah, if you guys hate your lives, you'll want to listen next week. Have we had a have we had an all around good WCW pay per view yet? Um, or are you just no? We haven't. So we're why are we doing that? Yeah, why, why are we doing just shit? WCW you know, Halloween anyway, Havoc was fun. Anyway, you should totally yeah, tune fun. in. Yes, yeah, so you should listen next week and hear us <laughs> suffer through what seems to be a pretty lackluster show. Again, hey, Survivor Series month is over. How does how, how do you guys feel about how did you guys feel about Survivor Series? Month? I loved I it. Loved it. Yep. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for putting together a great I'm schedule. I'm so thankful. Keep voting on our uh, Big Boys and Body Slams Best of All Time tournament. Round two is going strong. We'll be finished. Probably another two, three weeks or so, and we'll be we'll be wrapping that up. And I think um, we have tag teams coming next. Yeah, we're going to work on tag teams mm-hmm. after that. Uh, so thank you for listening. As always, we love every single one of you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. We love you, Hogamaniacs. Bye.